0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
1: Come in.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's call
3: me. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? (laughs)
1: Welcome back to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith. The only show on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. I prove it every week. Bruce Springsteen proved it all night. I prove it every week. Our number, 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. I'm very excited this morning. Why? I got so much sleep last night. Oh, my God. Uh, you guys are in for such a treat. We have a, a bunch of great guests here that we're going to get to in a second. Uh, and you heard that right. Guests, more than one. Everyone loves the, the 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 episodes of this show that feel like a big family just hanging out. And that's what it's going to be today. Your Young Persons Radio is the first of several live talk shows we have here on the station. Uh, this and every Sunday right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be followed at 11 a.m. by points of order for, according to their uh, promotion, Uh, For uh, possibly the last time. I don't know what's going on uh, with them. But everybody, if ever were the case, you stick around after the show is over at 11 o'clock to hear points of order. They're going to open up the phones. You call in using whatever number they give out. And you say, don't go. Colb likes you guys. And he said to stay. Uh, I should mention, I have not mentioned in a little while. Uh, that you should go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge if you like what you're hearing uh, on this show and elsewhere on the studio. On the studio. On the station. Jesus Christ. My good mood is spoiled now. I said studio instead of station. We are completely non-profit, independent station not selling you anything, not running ads. Uh, We survive entirely on donations from listeners such as yourself. So if you like what you're hearing here, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to learn how you can support us and what we do. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. Now, I am going to play a little song. We're going to take a brief musical interlude, and then we'll be right back with my guests in the studio. So do not go anywhere. Here is Destroyer! Ah, yes. That is Destroyer, a.k.a. Dan Behar, from his uh, new album on uh, Merge Records called Ken, which came out at the end of last month. And this is Young Persons Radio. I am here in the studio. That's me, your host, Colby Smith, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, with a couple of guests that I'm going to tell you about right now. Together, <laughs> together they are the brains behind... My Birdie, an ornithological rock opera, which they wrote together last year, and together they are the brains now behind the new family musical Pluto is Missing, currently running every Sunday at the People's Improv Theater here in New York City at three p.m. Please welcome to the studio Emily Duncan and Chris Mann. Hi. Hey, hey Hi. We're thanks sounding, for having us. We're glad sounding pretty here. good. Uh-huh. Hold on, say 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 something again. Uh, me, I'm I
4: uh, glad to be here.
1: Yours might not be on. Let's Uh-oh. do that. Hey, uh, oh, that's n- good. Now I'm glad to be here. Yeah. yeah. You should hear yourself better too. Uh yep, I do. Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> Outstanding.
0: <laughs> Guys. You were glad to be here before. The- oh, now
1: I can- <laughs> uh- Stupid tech. Literally right before we went on the air, I was making fun of other hosts not being able to work the soundboard.
4: <laughs> and here we are. And
1: I got mine. Guys, Hello. welcome to the show. Thank oh. you so much. Thank I'm so you. glad thank you're, thank here.
4: you're here. Emily, you're no
1: stranger to uh, loyal listeners of this program.
4: That's right. I was here one other time. In
1: July. It was great. In July. Oh,
4: what fun we had.
1: You were here after Tim Keck uh, kidnapped me and That's tried to right. take yeah, over. That's right. Yeah, you were horribly
4: show. beaten. You were so bruised back then.
1: And I appreciate you uh spending time with me even in my crippled physical state.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, someone had to feed you soup and, you know, make sure you didn't die. But Chris,
0: you are a newcomer. <laughs> I am. This is my first time here. I'm sorry to hear about uh I'm sorry to hear about what happened. Yes, yes. you got us on a good week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, guys, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. You, I mentioned just now that you are, uh, uh, you guys are, uh, you have written and have produced and are, are currently performing a musical together at the Pit here in New York City. It's mm-hmm. called Pluto Is Missing, uh, and I guess we should. Should we just hear a song from it to kick things off? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
0: this is. Uh, I guess this this uh, introduces the show, so it doesn't really need much setup. Yeah. Give that thing it. a strum to make sure, yeah, that sounds good. good. good.
1: That sounds good. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to get out of the way now.
0: Okay. One, two, three, four. Once upon a time in outer space, there were nine planets, not eight. And everything was going great till one fateful day when they took one away, oh. The furthest planet from the Sun happened to be the smallest one. Its name is Pluto, and it was in the planetary pantheon until 2006, when a group of scientists reassessed the celestial status that it held. They noticed Pluto was too small to be considered a planet at all. Had to make a tough call on a solar system overhaul. And when they cast their votes, they elected to demo. Borderline
4: number nine's reassigned as a dwarf planet.
0: When Pluto heard the news, it got the former planet Blues. It lost its sense of worth. I don't think.
4: Not to mention Jupiter,
0: Saturn, Uranus, or Neptune. Oh. So now the year's 2007, they've sent a probe up to the heavens. And all the scientists are revving up for up-close deep space evidence. But they're in for a surprise from the probe called New Horizons. Because this is the story of a planet reclassified from
4: a NASA file that's been declassified, the untold tale of Pluto begins right now.
1: All right,
0: yeah!
1: (laughs) Oh my god, thank you. You guys sound so good first thing in the morning. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I guess you're used to, because you do the show at 3 o'clock, so you're used to not, I guess, peak... Vocal performance <laughs> <Right>. hours. <laughs> yeah.
4: I actually, as we were starting, I was like, "Ooh, I, I don't know that I am going to be able to sing this early <laughs> yeah. in the morning." but We'll, we'll find out. Yeah,
0: it's like, why can't these kids stay up till ten?
4: <laughs> right? Uh, no. Tell me about it.
1: <laughs>
0: get, get some coffee in them.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Just give them some sugar and some coffee.
1: They'll love they'll it. Be fine. They'll love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, that was awesome. Thanks for playing. So, the show is uh, Pluto is missing, and it's about uh, uh, it's, a, it's about what it sounds like it's about, right? Yeah. How how mm-hmm. did the idea uh, come to be?
0: Uh, well, we had worked on, um, we had worked on me and my birdie, which Emily had created. And then I came aboard and, um, we worked at, you know, we worked out some, some new songs and stuff like that. So we had this relationship with the pit and we were like, birdie had kind of done its run and we wanted to come up with something. And I, uh, I was kind of, I started leaning towards like kids stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I have a little, in the last few years, I've gotten a little niece, a little nephew and, um now my own son um and your so own my own son yeah <laughs> he's all mine not he's not my wife's he's just mine um I, I she's listening so she'll be mad um so i i don't know i just had this idea of like you know it's something that that everybody seems to relate to everybody remembers this happening if you're a certain yeah you're o- over the promoted, age of like 15 yeah. you remember it happening and um
4: reclassified
0: reclassified so yeah it's like what if pluto got so offended by the notion of being kicked out of the solar system that it actually leaves the solar system and so we started uh coming up with songs and characters and uh integrating some actual like science history and space exploration history yeah yeah, yeah. there's a
4: lot of real facts in it despite the fact that obviously the plot is fantastical yes the (laughs) that part is not true (laughs) As
0: far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so the show kind of,
1: it takes, it's it's like a road movie kind of. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's it's Pluto's journey through the rest of the universe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And maybe back home again. Mm, I don't want to say say. yes or no. What's going to happen? Have to come to the pit (laughs) Sundays at three. (laughs) That's right. And this, the show's running until December. 17th? 17th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are a few chances left uh, to
0: come see it if you have not.
4: Yeah, we yet. don't have shows around Thanksgiving, but we otherwise are every Sunday. Yeah, we have two
0: mm-hmm. more shows in November, th- today, and Next today week. the 5th, and then the 12th, mm-hmm. and then the first three Sundays in December. Awesome. So it was, uh, I, I, I feel like the, the, the,
1: the space theme, uh, uh, I think kids love that shit. I Absolutely. think they love
0: space. Absolutely. <laughs> I always did oh, yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. When
4: he said it, I was like, yeah, I love space. <laughs> like. <laughs> Immediately, it was like oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like one of the only concepts of anything I've worked on where like I always feel like I'm like okay, well this is sort of it's sort of like Ocean's Eleven, but it's like in this new con. But this is like okay, it's about Pluto running yeah. away after it gets demoted. and People are like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah ha- You
4: don't need to relate it to anything. People just go yep, I know. Yep, f- I'm interested. It's in a this.
0: clear, yeah. simple idea. Yeah, <laughs> and people people yeah. feel like people feel.
4: Yeah, we get really we get like emails and passionate, stuff about like yeah. people being like we get, oh, we, we, get we got the weirdest
0: of, emails when we were doing <laughs> Kickstarter. We, were doing Kickstarter. <laughs> we did a we did a Kickstarter for it and um
4: a lot of people being like Pluto is a planet or like get your science right. And we're like it's a yeah. kids show about puppets oh, like, wow. I mean we're obviously we did a lot of research yeah, it's like, like, a,
0: And we're very we're very upfront in yeah, yeah, the yeah. description of the show that this is a a fantasy <laughs> children's show that integrates science. Yeah. Uh, that involves puppets and a planet and a and a, a, a space probe running away. Um, but this guy's like, uh, if "Ceres is also a dwarf planet, so you should include that." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't scientists that demoted the planet, so it's like, well, they were astronomers. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm not getting into this with you. Yeah,
4: yeah. It, they, <laughs> but they're passionate. At least
0: they're passionate.
4: Yeah, people care. People. <clears throat> really care
1: (laughs) yeah you struck a nerve with a certain community (laughs) that's so funny because one of the things i was going to ask you was did you get anyone going well actually
0: pluto couldn't run away if it wanted to just short of that just short of that yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. people looking
4: for other things but it's like you noticed that the plot is that it runs away right (laughs) (laughs) ah what can you do (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so how uh
0: how did you guys meet and come to collaborate
4: Oh, we uh, we were in a sketch group together in like two thousand
0: ten, ten, twenty ten through twenty twelve. Still yeah. reeling from Pluto being declassified. Yeah, <laughs> it was very fresh. It was <laughs> very fresh yeah, at back the time. Then.
4: It was it was really kind of too soon for us to talk about it. Back <clears throat> yeah, then, but um, but yeah,
0: we were in a group called Atomic Age, and we actually used to do a lot of music in that group. Yeah, yeah, um, it's true. We were, the whole group would kind of gravitate towards mm-hmm. doing like musical sketches and yeah. uh, musical characters. Mm-hmm. So.
4: Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. we. So, yeah. And then um, I, a few years ago, I did Curling the Musical, and Chris and I hadn't worked together in a little while, but I was like, oh, you know, you should be in this thing. And yeah. then because I'm crazy, I just, I'm always like submitting to things. <laughs> so then when me and my birdie got into something and I hadn't finished writing it, I was like, Chris, you're musical. You're good at stuff. Like, I like <laughs> working with you. You want to just start, like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this came up, and, we, you know, like, onward we roll.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, with, you got me and my birdie which was last year right mm-hmm. and now you've got uh, pluto is missing i think you guys might be might be forlorn scientists at heart i think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think you're
0: right I think, uh, yeah, we just we. I wish I were smarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Well, because Birdie was also like there, like the academy. I don't know what you
1: would call it. Like it the, was the, the, academy, the, the the Audubon Society, the yeah. Audubon yes. Society, international yeah. Audubon Society, which it was does also not exist. <laughs> heavily featured yeah. in that plot. Yeah. We, so we, I don't know. Maybe you want to be a member of an elite society, scientist.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I realized too late what my true calling was. I should have been an oceanographer.
0: I would love it if any oh, of you, uh, maybe the next to do the, the trilogy then oceanography. Yeah, yeah, it out. With, yeah, with, round uh, it out deep, oh yeah, we could write a deep sea.
4: So uh, the university I used to work for in Halifax uh, created like this line across the bottom of the ocean to track like what cro- like so it's just like basically it tells you what's crossing like and anything, migratory so patterns right across. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah so to track migratory patterns and just see what they could catch, which is really cool. I, so I went to an oceanography conference con- for my old job, and that's when I was like. I made a huge mistake. Like, <laughs> this is way cooler than everything oh I do. But I am, we could write about like I something am definitely
0: in I'm yeah. definitely too dumb to be a real scientist. Yeah, though. Oh, yeah. I. Like, Everybody says that. <laughs>
4: uh, I just I'm not willing to work hard enough. I think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd much rather make up my own stuff yeah. and then just like I'd
0: rather just like take some science facts and shove them in a silly song. And <laughs> yeah, the, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be hard to be a full time scientist and uh,
1: produce musicals at the rate that you guys do.
4: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we had uh, to choose one or the other.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although it's been done, you know.
4: It has. Apparently,
1: someone used to be on Harold Knight, who was uh, who was like a, a, an MD. Like working at a hospital. Really? Wow. I don't know who this person's name, what his name was, but uh, I've heard that story before. That's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. That's a long day. So what I'm saying is you have no excuse. All right. (laughs) 904-351-0729 is our number if you want to call in. 904-351-0729 if you want to call in. And I certainly suggest that you do so. Now, you guys, at the end of every show, the kids in the audience, they come up and they meet the characters, the puppets—they mean mm-hmm. you guys. I saw this thing; it was too much for my little heart to
0: handle. They—they <laughs> they love it. Yeah, yeah. They're nuts about it. They're <laughs> nuts about the show. They—they. They, it's funny because sometimes I'll have this experience where, you know, I can see. I try not to look at people in the audience. Oh, really? Uh-huh.
4: I, I always look at. I try to look. at I mean, like, Oh,
0: interesting. If I, I'm trying go. to engage uh-huh. them, like if I'm yeah. trying to like play a moment to them. But I try to, like, because if I I look, because some kids kids just ingest entertainment differently. Some are, Mm. like, on the edge of their seat with Mm. wide eyes. But some just kind of, like, kind of just sit back and take (laughs) it in. But sometimes I I see the kid who's just sitting back and taking it in. And I'm like, oh, man, they're not having fun. (laughs) Uh, Like, I internalize that. But then when the show is over and I'm like, I I jump on, we do our bows and then I jump out and I I say, thank you for coming if you'd like to meet Pluto. And then all those kids, those same kids who I think are disaffected, Mm -hmm. like are just like, "Ah," and they're so excited to come. And I'm like, oh, they did have fun. All right, good. So it's just I've had to I've kind of learned that over the yeah, I guess it's I, I month should say or so.
4: like it, it's mostly I have one character that's sort of menacing that walks through the audience and I, I use that as a time to just like yeah. <laughs> talk directly to all the cho- I'm like hello hi They I
0: love the that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they do. love they eat it. Up. She's uh, <laughs> uh yeah, that's that's Madame who is a um Not Madame oh, is my favorite horn character. There, she's a, she's great. She's a she's a white dwarf star. Modeled after uh, Norma Desmond, a, <laughs> yeah. she's a washed up. My is my favorite character. She has
1: she has real Miss Piggy vibes, <laughs> and I mean that in the best possible way. We have a caller on the line, folks. Caller, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, what's up, Colby? It's your boy James.
1: James, Volta,
3: can you hear me? Yeah, dude,
1: can you hear me? The very same. There we go. James, welcome to the show. You're on with me, Emily Thanks Duncan, for and Chris me. Mann.
0: Hi, James. What's hey, James. up? How are you?
3: I'm good, man. Um, hanging tough. Just reading the news, making some coffee. Nice. A potent <laughs> combination for my stomach. I this is the same what.
1: thing that you were doing last time you called.
3: It's what I do every Sunday. <laughs> uh, it's when I catch up on the news. I listen to, uh, you know, I watch Face the Nation, all the Sunday shows. Young person's ready. I'm a glutton for punishment, man. These days, it's not fun now you uh
1: uh last time you called we talked about the new york city mayoral election uh which is this tuesday oh, yeah mm. you gonna you gonna vote for both you're voting for both <laughs>
3: oh boy yeah i'm a big bowhead <laughs> uh no way man i mean we talked about this last time but it's the blagio is the only option the thing that's interesting that I've been talking about with a lot of people is the uh, constitutional convention. You guys been you've been reading, talking about this.
1: I actually have not uh, heard about this. No.
3: So every twenty years, New York State has an automatic vote to uh, hold a constitutional convention to uh, change our state constitution. So this year is the the twenty years. Wow.
1: When does that vote happen? So we can on vote- Tuesday.
3: Yeah. So there's three uh, like ballot initiatives, and one of them is yes or no whether we should convene a, uh, a constitutional convention.
1: What are the arguments for doing that?
3: Um, basically, that you could you know reform the. So Albany and New York State are, are pretty corrupt and pretty like <laughs> New York State's not great. As what? A state Come government. on. <laughs> and so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never. Um, So, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, good governance groups and and progressive reform-minded groups that want to codify some, uh, you know, better voting rights access stuff and some police reform and some, uh, you know, campaign finance reform. So there's a lot of cool people that are lined up trying to get some good stuff going. So my big thing is yes on the con con um, <laughs> and if there's the some good arguments con. out there if you google it
1: if, they, if there was like uh, a subway ad campaign for it calling it the con con yeah. I would vote for it without question <laughs> Should
3: we do oh anything? man we, we we tried to do it but there was like no money um, like the, the best that we got was the hashtag con con um, mm-hmm. but we wanted to like take out like bus ads and stuff cause it it's like it's fun as hell and it only comes up every 20 years so might as well get that fun name out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is our chance. In another 20 years, we're, mm-hmm. we're not even going to have hashtags. <laughs>
3: Maybe. No, God, no. It's <laughs> going to be, like, tweets shown directly into your eyes every waking moment. <laughs> That's right.
1: James, were you traumatized when uh, Pluto was declassified as a planet?
3: I remember so specifically. It was in 2006, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. Um, <clears> That's right. And, uh... Because I remember it was my first year at college, and I just joined a sketch team, and the first pitch meeting we had, there were so many fucking sketches (laughs) about Pluto not being a planet. And they were all so bad. (laughs) and it was just this thing where i was like genu- there was like genuinely some scientists in our group who were like this is a big deal like we can't be making light of this yeah. and it led to the funniest arguments about like what was appropriate to do comedy about <laughs> those people oh then God. went on um, to
0: those people then went on to email us uh <laughs> in our Kickstarter campaign
3: it sounds like it i was just listening and i was like these are the exact same goons that i went to college with <laughs>
0: There were, these people, they've been, re- some of them have been relentless, too. Like, really just like, okay, great. We, we're, we're kind of, we're trying to give them a polite like, okay, that's great info. Thank but you yeah, so much. Input really <laughs> yeah. you- and then it was just like, boom, 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 like three more messages in a row. Yeah,
4: I have more to say on this. <laughs> okay. oh my also, God. I have
0: some sketch pitches.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get back to me 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's so funny. What what is it that people are saying that like you shouldn't be doing this show? Like, what's the argument? Uh, well, I
0: mean, no one's no one's saying that we shouldn't do it. They're just they saying just
4: want us to espouse whatever they think uh, about the whole thing. Like, it's they want like, a
0: credit is what uh, they want. Yeah, there's they're, they're,
4: they're either like uh, Pluto should be a planet, and this show should be about the fact that Pluto should be a planet. Or people being ah. like, um, the exact specifics of the science here are not a hundred percent correct. Yeah, and it, 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 like, and, and again,
0: uh, it, it goes whoa. back to the, the the core. A lot of it is semantics. Like right? notion of the the show is is fantastical like, and ridiculous
4: <laughs> yeah like in the opening song we say uh, what is it like uh, planet declassified oh I think in one of our descriptions it says Pluto was demoted and someone wrote us to be like it wasn't demoted it was reclassified and <laughs> yeah we were it's like, like well
0: reclassified doesn't rhyme with vote right sorry oh my god there.
4: so they're like truthers
3: basically
1: yeah Pluto yeah. truthers are out there <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> James, uh, any
1: any parting everywhere, words?
3: Everywhere. Uh, no, man. Just uh, you know, have a great Sunday. Um, hey,
1: right back at you. Get
3: some good vibes going, and roll into Monday with them. You know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks, James. You too. Thanks a bunch
1: for calling. We'll talk soon.
3: See you, buddy. All right, bye. There he goes.
1: There he goes. James Volta, another previous guest. This is oh. a this is a greatest hits.
0: Wow! Yeah. This morning, <laughs> I feel I feel honored to jump on on such a momentous uh, episode. So, I want to talk to you guys about something.
1: So, we're, we're, let's, we'll call it concert etiquette. Okay, okay? sure. Ooh, yeah. Emily and I were talking about how I on Wednesday saw Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile together at the Beacon Theater mm. on very the cool. Upper West Side of Manhattan, uh, right here in New York City, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a very good show. And it's, it's granted, it's at the Beacon Theater, which is not like a rock venue, right? Mm -hmm. But it's still, it's a rock concert. Mm -hmm. Two people each do rock, come together, and they make rock music. Sure. I saw a guy at this show at the bar beforehand order red wine. Oh. And that felt to me like a slap in the face. To me, nothing not, says... Not rock and roll enough is what you're saying. Yeah, nothing says I can't wait for this rock show to start, like ordering red wine at the bar.
0: Well, I mean, you have an inherent conflict when you do a rock show in a seated venue, a yeah, completely no seated what, venue. It's true. It's a
3: weird place for a rock
0: show. It's a weird place, but they do them all the time.
4: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a problem with someone drinking red wine. I like red wine. Um, you're
0: so lame, Emily. It's, <laughs> you're a lame lady.
4: It's
3: a tasty drink. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a no win situation. I will say, conversely, so in in your situation, uh, the the gentleman in question was not rock and roll enough. That's what I'm saying. I have this wasn't a rock show. Okay. But I will say, too far in the other direction. Again, um, a similar conflict. I, due to circumstances that I could I could go into if you want, but I it, I ended up uh, going to see, not of my own volition charlie sheen's (laughs) tour do you remember charlie when charlie was having his mental breakdown and he and i went to see him at (laughs) radio city music hall i can't believe it radio it was it was the worst thing i it was the absolute worst thing i've ever seen because it was (laughs) it was it was a packed house full of people there to to watch a man just mentally publicly, deteriorate yes. publicly yeah. yeah yeah so it just felt like dirty but okay i should i should explain why i was <laughs> uh my mom's retired now but she was a-, a journalist and um she was kind of forced to cover this and I she's see. like don't make me go to this by myself <laughs> please <laughs> so i was like all right i'll go <laughs> so here we were just sitting watching this this awful it just it felt mm-hmm. disgusting and yeah. like but it's in radio city which is a like such a grand old venue that i love and people are like people are like drunk out of their minds and Mm -hmm. smoking weed and i'm like what do you don't do that in in radio city Uh it's just like felt gross yeah you're defiling radio city (laughs) music hall so that's kind of the opposite (laughs) end of the like the putting a something that should probably be in a standing venue in a oh yeah like a classy venue like
1: if if brooklyn steel existed back then that show should have happened at Brooklyn Steel, <laughs> right? Charlie Sheen. Everyone's
0: just like moshing in the front. I mean, that the part it should have just Mosh taken place Joe in, Vans like <laughs> Yes, it should have just ta- that show should have taken place in like a park that everyone snuck into. It, like it. <laughs> what was the show? It was like, not anything. Russians it was <laughs> it was so surreal. Did he like was, take questions? He the took audience. questions. He had like, yeah, of course
3: he did.
0: Well, because I think. What we saw was like the retooled version of the show after like there were like disastrous ones in like Cleveland or somewhere Mm -hmm. where it was just because Charlie Sheen just booked all these dates (laughs) knowing like he was just like, I got I got to cash in on this. Didn't come up with anything. Didn't come up with anything and just like went out there and got booed off the stage. So they hired a moderator for this (sighs) one. And but the the moderator was just like. Charlie, tell us about uh, tell us about why Chuck Lorre sucks. Like just like stuff oh, like wow, like clearly feeding Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen questions. I wonder who the moderator. I can't was. remember. I can't remember if it was somebody. This was like 2010 maybe.
1: I'm looking it up right now, but because I can't type, I typed in Charlie Sheen <laughs> tour to moderator, which is something else probably. Okay, here we go. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the moderator was manager slash tour producer Joe Joey Scolari.
0: What's that? I get uh, Joey Scolari. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> who seized his opportunity to get on D- stage?
0: Joey scolari has oh. been on stage oh, at Radio no. City.
1: The picture they use is of Charlie Sheen, shirtless, with like a cast on his arm, <laughs> <laughs> like flexing. <laughs> oh my god. Let me see. Charlie Sheen got a warm welcome in Columbus, Ohio, on Wednesday night in the fourth stop on his (laughs) on his my violent torpedo of truth slash defeat is not an option tour. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you got to see this.
0: I did. There were shirts. There were shirts that we didn't get. Oh my god. Well, I didn't want to (laughs) subsidize this. uh, I didn't want to enable this behavior. Yeah, you already put money in the situation. (laughs)
4: And presumably
0: had a drink before, too. Needed
3: <laughs> the it. The
1: show saw We're... Sheen continue the format he had adopted in Chicago after getting booed in Detroit the previous night, whereby a moderator, manager-slash-tour producer Joey Scalari, asked questions and worked to, quote, keep the train on track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did not. This sounds like the greatest thing I've ever it seen. It was, it was, it... <laughs> I don't know, though. It, in the moment, I real. I felt so trapped in there oh because yeah. it's just no, like I'm you're sure. surrounded by i don't know what the seating capacity of radio city is but a lot of people 18, people or whatever yeah. no that can't be right that's like it's, the size of a it's basketball got, arena yeah has gonna be like five to several ten thousands. several thousand people um who are all and it was insane, packed and, oh <laughs> this says six thousand six that's it yeah wow six
1: thousand fifteen <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> I squeezed in some extra room. I only there.
0: overshot it by three times as much <laughs> yeah. as it actually. It felt like eighteen thousand people, just like, uh-huh. just like yeah. Br- swarming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> swarm. Of it fans. was terrible, but in retrospect, it's an amazing thing to to. Oh have my been God, at. you're I, you're going to be telling that story for the rest <laughs> of your
1: life. That's an incredible story.
4: <laughs> Emily,
1: what's a spectacular disaster that you got
4: to see? Oh gosh. Uh, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Um, I'm sure I've seen spectacular disasters. Oh, um, all right. This wasn't a concert, but one time I was on the subway and I was watching a woman in high heels, like like three-inch stilettos, walking down the stairs. And we're all sitting on the subway and there's a rat oh. sitting on the stairs and she's getting closer and closer and, like, the doors are closing and everyone's like... And, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like, just as her stiletto hit the rat, it, like, sca- it, it scattered and everyone huh. went... Together. <laughs> <She laughs> and then the doors closed and she was like, ah, and we were like, ah. um, so that was a near miss <laughs> something that could have been much, much worse than it was. We've got
1: another caller on the line. Uh caller, welcome to the program. Colby. Hey, hi. You're on with me, Emily Duncan, and Chris Mann.
5: It's friend of the show, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hey, oh, Neil, Hello. Neil, great to talk Dr. to you Tyson. again. Tyson. How's it going? I love this. I love I I I love this. <laughs> Great. Love this little show. Thank oh, wow. you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank. Thanks. You so much uh, thanks doc. Dr. A, Dr. A, a live action comedy designed to correct children about incorrect scientific beliefs.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Wasn't that what you I do all it. the time? You rob everybody oh, of their good time constantly, I
5: feel. <laughs> so not only is it The focus of my particular field of study in science, which is uh, memes. Uh, But it also gives me a a, a distinct feeling of power and superiority. There's a feeling of of being seen and mattering in a a, uh, A an indifferent universe. Uh To go around correcting people, especially stupid or young people, Mm -hmm. uh, about things they believe about the world.
1: I've... Are, are you? Are you? Is this a roundabout way of you copping to being behind a lot of the emails that Chris and Emily received on their Kickstarter page? <laughs> it's a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson just using other names,
4: aliases.
5: <laughs> I have many aliases, Colby. Uh, I might have re- written you an email under the name of that. I don't know uh, Gertrude Malorgan, mother of three, concerned for. Her children being miseducated by, uh, I don't know, uh, leftist leftist media controllers about (laughs) scientific inaccuracies and how the planets work, Colby. It could have been me. It could have been a real person. Does it matter as long as it made the truth known? Does it matter if the things I correct people on are utterly insignificant, have no real bearing on their lives or their understanding of the world, as long as it makes me feel a little bit better and more in control?
1: Well, I guess when you put it that way, it makes sense. Well, I'm going to read, read you some of your really fun tweets, Neil. Okay? And you're going to have to answer for them on Please. the air. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, at Neil Tyson I, on Twitter.
5: Dead by everything I've ever tweeted.
1: Here we go. If the world were really going to end cosmically, I'd let y'all know and with plenty of time to do nothing about it.
0: That was
5: very sassy, Dr. Tyson. <laughs> That's how I remind people that I'm smarter than them, and also the things they feel and believe don't matter. <laughs> and it's important for me to do that. I, I think you understand, Colby, being a, a media man yourself. Being a man with no sort of training in entertainment, but insists on going into the public eye to just, just clamor until people are, are, are looking at him.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I understand. You now you're just tweeting Col- about champagne. There are like forty in a row here that are just about different vintages of champagne?
0: I saw that <laughs> one. Uh, the champagne I, I saw that activity. run. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: didn't happen that long
5: ago. Yeah. yeah. Colby, did you know that champagne is often mislabeled as such? It is only true champagne. If it was brewed in the Champagne <laughs> region of France. Yeah. Hey yeah. Colby. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know in China it's considered rude not to burp after a meal?
1: <laughs> no, Neil, I, I didn't know that.
5: People, people believe, people believe things that aren't true. They're, people are so ignorant, and I'm the shining light that guides them.
1: Do you have a, 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 any questions for Emily or Chris, my guests?
5: Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh. Where do you get the
0: nerve? <laughs> <laughs>
4: How dare you!
0: <laughs> we we uh, we're open to notes, Doctor Tyson.
4: Yeah, we read your whole book. We read the Pluto just, files to prepare for this. Oh,
0: yeah. You're edging into my ter- territory. I'm. So I'm. We're sorry. We didn't realize you had exclusive domain over Pluto. Uh,
4: I think he did copyright
0: the all of space. <laughs> Only has
5: so much room for ostensibly likable scientific authorities who communicate to people through accessible mass media uh, <laughs> platforms. So okay, there's, it's there's no,
0: no room past you and Bill Nye? It's,
5: I don't mention his name to me.
0: Oh, oh really? There's
5: beef. Oh, you get there's your beef mouth.
1: here. You, what, what's your problem with Bill Nye now? I thought you guys were buds. There's all these pictures of you with, like, President Obama. Really just that one.
5: I just... I look at that guy and it's like, how... Some people just... I don't... I, 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 I can't... He has everything. He's <laughs> almost as good as me at science, but the body on him. You know? Even at that age.
0: He's a fox. Yeah. Don't, don't sell incredible. yourself short, Doctor Dr. Tyson. He's carved
5: out of wood. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> he's like an old... Old, like rustic walking stick you know like gnarled not like sanded down but like oh I found this piece of wood in the woods and I sort of I made a couple changes to it and now it's a walking stick but you can tell that it was originally a tree.
0: does does Nye know you have these uh, you know the, yeah these secret uh, resentments towards him well he knows now I, I assume get, he listens yeah. to your show declared, declared <laughs> he's, he's definitely he's definitely listening he told me he'd be listening
4: yeah yeah, Bill's a friend of the,
5: show. <laughs> the show. Bill
0: listens. Okay, well, listen.
5: I got some cheesy rice in the microwave.
1: <laughs> okay, well, by all means, good, uh, good. Neil, we don't want to nice keep rice. you from your
5: cheesy rice. <laughs> well, it's good, Colby. Did you know you can just put some rice in the microwave and put some that uh, pre-shredded mozzarella cheese on there? Put it in the microwave for like a minute? <laughs> That's That's that, did I know that? Yeah,
1: yeah. You, no, I had no idea.
5: <laughs> well, you, you don't need a family. <laughs> you can you Neil, Doctor, Doctor Dyson.
1: I think that's the perfect note for me to say goodbye to you.
4: Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye. What a nice
1: guy, uh, old Neil. You don't need a family, DeGrasse Tyson. <laughs> now, guys, uh, we're, we're coming into the final, like I'd say, fifteen or so minutes of the show now. 15 or so minutes. Of the, I want to make sure you've got plenty of time to play uh, another song uh, from this thing. Uh, so we're going to take a, a quick call and then hear uh, um, that song. Okay. All right. And the call is on the air right now. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, hey Colby. <laughs> Tim Keck. Tim Keck is back. This guy, hey. Hi, this, if you guys don't know Tim How's Keck. How's it going? Hey, Tim Keck hey, Chris. calls every hi. week. Hi, Tim.
4: I can't hear him anymore.
2: Hey, so oh, there he uh, personally, I subscribe to the feeling that, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's upsetting that we, the government took Pluto away from us, What we should really be <laughs> concerned about is making sure that this kind of shit never happens again. What if they come after Jupiter next? <laughs> All right? Then they're going to start taking away our, our health insurance. Then they're going to come for so, guns. Slow down. I think, you think, I think your musical is a small step in the you, right direction. You but think, we got to push the boundaries, baby. You you gotta say, you the think, we got to get in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Grab you, whatever you can and head down to your state capital. We're taking Pluto back. <laughs> so you think,
1: two things. You think, number one, that the government took Pluto away. And number two, that they picked pick Pluto because it's the smallest and weakest <laughs> of the planets.
2: Oh, it always starts with the smallest and the weakest, right? You take away the things that are like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll wait three hours to go through security to get on a plane. That makes sense. I feel a little safer having to do that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, let's implant this chip in your brain. that's going to track all your stuff and read all your things, read your mind, and then give you focused advertising every time you log into Facebook. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. all downhill from there. <laughs> yep <laughs> from, from there to Jupiter. Yeah, all the way to Jupiter. You think they go, the, go for?
0: You think they go for Jupiter, the big one first?
1: Yeah, it's like prison where you're not knock out the biggest guy. <laughs> the government's gonna knock out the biggest planet and be like, "What are you gonna
0: do?" Yeah, about then it? we're all on notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Especially because because Jupiter's just a gassy giant. The thing weighs like 20 pounds. Anyone could go out there and just, like, push it out of our solar system at any point. Yeah,
4: one good punch <laughs> to the face and Jupiter's out of here. It weighs
2: 20 pounds. <laughs> this thing's like... It's like the lightest planet. Yeah. yeah. We know, you could just fly right through it. There's no resistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Big, soft planet. Like the big old... kid you went to school with who was like, Oh, man, you should play basketball. But he's like, Nah, I just want to do math. That's,
1: uh-huh. Jupiter. That's Jupiter. Yeah, that that, that reads.
2: Yeah. Could have gone to the NBA, but he's too soft.
1: <laughs> now, Tim, you
2: uh, you've
1: been calling in over the past couple weeks to uh, uh, to update us on what you have called a battle for the soul of America, right? Which is <laughs> which is <Uh-oh>. which is. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the Lance Armstrongs of the world, who you say are good, versus the, Cam- the Carmelo Anthony's of the world, who you, or say, you say are bad. Oh. And so far, the people, okay. the people on the teams, Lance Armstrong, the good guys, includes Gordon Ramsay.
4: Ooh, I do like Gordon Ramsay.
1: <laughs> well, I bet you'll love this next one, and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <Why were> we- <laughs> Who's on the bad team? The bad team is Carmelo Anthony and all evil NBA players. (laughs) (laughs) These are things you've said.
2: And Anthony Bourdain.
1: Right, Anthony Bourdain is on. I'm going to write that down. Uh, All the Anthony's. Make sure he's still there. Plus, (laughs) I always say never trust an Anthony. Yeah, is it an Anthony-based team? (laughs) Anthony, Carmelo, Anthony Bourdain. Mm, there's a character.
2: Well, <laughs> well just, I would just say it's a, it's a list of unsavory characters. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a list of unsavory characters. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Pluto, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, going to be on uh, Team Armstrong.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm gonna all I want to keep Because when I think
2: Livestrong, I think the smallest, hardest planet in our solar
1: system. All right. The planet, the dwarf planet Pluto. Is on here
2: now. Now, big, soft, big-ass Jupiter will probably (laughs) be on Carmelo Anthony's team.
0: All right, it's in the books. Does that go for any guess? Weak. Does that go for any guess, Giant? And
2: Carmelo Anthony only sees things in terms of NBA, like size and stats. And Jupiter is just a a big stat guy and a bad team. You can't win with him.
0: That's fair.
1: You're getting zero pushback from us on this. We're <laughs> <Or> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah Jupiter yes, would probably nice be. So. Jupiter and Carmelo Anthony probably get along super well.
2: Pretty sure the Midgard Serpent is also on Carmelo Anthony's team. The
1: The what? The Midgard Serpent? The
2: Midgard
0: Serpent. From what is, what Thor? is that? Like like Norse mythology?
2: Midgard? Yeah, it's a, it's a figure from Norse mythology. Don't act like I should know what time. that is. <laughs> I don't know Norse mythology. Rock.
1: Oh, God, now i got to write down this what is it? The what? Say it again.
2: Uh, Midgard. The Midgard serpent. Midgard Mid- serpent. Guard. That's G A R D. The monster that encircles serpent. the entire earth.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, he's down. Not familiar
2: he's... with Norse mythology he's... at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Thor went fishing once and almost pulled it up. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And then Loki got scared and cut his fishing line, and then that snake killed him. These better not rock. be
4: spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, so you're telling me that Loki and Thor go fishing together in Thor Ragnarok? I'm lining up to see this movie tonight. no,
2: not in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is based on an actual event that happened in Norse mythology. Right.
0: But where's where's Iron Man factor into
2: it? The movie's great. I saw the movie. It's fantastic. (laughs) Gotta say, Midgard Serpent, not in it. If that's what you're going for, it will not decipher any more
4: of (laughs) it. Were you going to see it just for the Midgard Serpent?
2: I was really hoping... I'm sorry. Well, really wanted to see some classical, stay, classical references. Did, you stay, the, you, there are did you stay for the post-credits? Maybe it was there. Oh, I did. Oh. I stayed for the mm. post-credits. Do you want me to tell you what happened? No, no. Please, no. <laughs> Certainly not. Oh, okay.
1: Tim, we have to say goodbye to you now. But I want to thank okay. you for everything that you do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right, right back at you, gang. <laughs> we'll talk I love soon. it for educating children on the fear of our government. Now we shall be afraid. <laughs> Colby, keep up yep, the good work, bro. Shows. Pirate radio forever. Hey, I'm out. Thank you, Tim. Bye, Tim.
1: And there he goes. Great guy, Tim Keck. He's gone. All right, let's hear. Let's hear another song from this thing. This is a. a I want to say my favorite song, right? <laughs>
4: And yeah, that's yeah. You said you said that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know.
1: why I'm checking in with you to
0: see if it's my favorite. <laughs> how, I don't
4: know, Chloe. how How do you feel about <laughs> it? We'll
0: we'll gauge your reaction as we sing it. <laughs> okay, great, perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah. So this one is about when Pluto first sets off on its journey. It enlists the help of uh, real life 1970 satellite Voyager 2 or space probe, not satellite exactly. Um, who is uh, who? leads it on its journey down what they call the, uh, what it calls the Cosmic Road. Oh, here we go. Oh, down the Cosmic Road. Amble with me, gamble as we ramble down that Cosmic Road. Fingers crossed, we won't get lost, but even if we do, we'll just keep going. Oh, I'm ready to roll on a stroll down the cosmic road. Count
3: me
4: tap, put me on a path
0: If you're sick of the same old shtick, get your kicks on the root cosmic. That's French. The
4: universe
0: is infinite and constantly expands. To not explore the things in it just doesn't make no sense. Forgive the double negative. Let the solar winds blow us forward down the cosmic road. Hey! Thank you. Was it your favorite? It was my favorite. All right, favorite. good. It was. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you, guys. That was so awesome. Well, thank, you. thank you. And uh, thank you guys for being here today. I oh, really no, appreciate it. Great, we got to start uh, wrapping it up. Any, anything we want to close out on here? Got to start wrapping it up now. Um, um,
4: oh, I had a thing to say about concert etiquette that we didn't get to about oh, yes, earlier, yeah, which is what I assumed you were going to talk about, is my number one least favorite thing that people do at concerts is film them with their phone. Oh, yeah, sure. Holding it up yeah. and filming it with their phone. Just mm. watch the yeah. show. You know yeah
1: I feel like I see more and more venues cracking down on that yeah it honestly. seems to be
4: happening a little less but it it is my least favorite
1: thing yeah ever. on the uh, at the show Wednesday the Beacon theater staff would shine a flashlight in your Ooh, face yeah you and then they would go they would like shake their head disapprovingly Yeah, <laughs> which I think is pretty effective yeah, yeah. that so would make me feel thing. horrible Just, yeah. <laughs> Shame it,
0: shaming people
4: I love that oh that makes me happy
0: <laughs> yeah if you're disappointed in me I'll do whatever you say right <laughs> i uh i would add before we close my mom is listening and so she heard the charlie sheen story and reminded me via text Uh that outside radio city was filled with with truthers with 9-11 truthers with sandwich boards because of charlie sheen's uh loose change he narrated loose change that oh yeah that truther documentary oh my god so i had forgotten that that aspect of it Oh my god! What?
4: Yeah, I watched that in like world history class in high school. What? I know. Isn't that the craziest?
0: It's horrifying.
4: I went to like this crazy public high school, and some of the teachers were just so checked out that they would just let us watch any movie we brought in. So one of the girls in one of my classes, who by the way is schizophrenic, I think, but she brought in loose change.
2: Oh my god! No, watched it
4: for a class. I was like. What is? I was so mad. Was
1: like, you on the on the taxpayers' dime. You watched the loose chain <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe we're about to end the show now. <laughs> like, what a way to end. I do think it's amazing that every box was checked in terms of that night being a disaster. <laughs> it really was. I had forgotten like, about, you about that leave, aspect. You leave Radio City just being like, "Oh God, that's that was awful," and then you see all these non-eleven truths. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was horrible. You're just getting it from every angle. There's no way. <laughs> There's Nowhere to turn. Oh, all right. Well.
0: Good, and then you're in Midtown. Well, everybody yeah, should. Then, yeah, that, yeah, then you have to right walk. Right across from uh, Fox News, too.
1: Right across from Fox News. Uh, then you got to go to the BDFM. <laughs> and go home. Worst. Oh, just, just so awful. But you know what's not awful? Pluto is missing every... <laughs> Every Sunday, uh, for the most part, at three PM at the Pit, uh, I can uh, personally recommend the show. I had such a blast seeing it, and uh, had such a blast having you guys here in the Thank studio you so much. today. That was great!
0: Uh, so we are gonna wrap up. Uh, Plug last plugs the show, obviously.
4: Yeah, the show. Uh, do the show.
0: Yeah, the yeah. show is uh,
4: kind of what we're up to. Yeah. Check us out on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Pluto's dot is that nice. Website, we got it yeah, we got for uh, more info. Yeah. Bring your fam. Yeah, bring yeah. your family. But it's not just uh, for kids. It's um, it's fun for adults. Colby had fun. I had a great time. Yeah, it's so. a
4: fun, funny musical puppet, should uh, family friendly show? And Everybody yeah, if you go ha- see it,
0: yeah. yeah, if you have uh, a lot of weird, specific science stuff, just uh, <laughs> leave us alone about it. <laughs> yeah,
4: come <laughs> talk well. to us after the show. Wait like an hour after. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for coming, guys. Uh, Everybody go check out Pluto is Missing. Uh, Young Persons Radio will be back next week at the same time, 10 to 11, here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stick around for what might be the final episode of Points of Order. Who knows? In the meantime, here's our guys, Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile. We'll be back next week with Katie Ruth Ashcraft. Goodbye!